This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. From MPB Think Radio, this is Deep South Dining, the show all about the culture of Southern flavor. I'm Sharita Brent here with Deborah Hunter from Cooking with Honey and Friends. Kevin Farrell is out today. October is here, and we all know that means it's time to break out the pumpkins. And that's exactly what we're doing on today's show. What's the secret to picking the best pumpkin for cooking? How do you remove all the seeds? How do you bake the perfect pumpkin pie? Share your comments and experiences with us this morning by calling 1-877-MPB-RING. That's 1-877-672-7464 or email food at mpbonline.org. This is Deep South Dining from MPB Think Radio. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. This is Deep South Dining on MPB Think Radio, the show all about the culture of Southern flavor. I'm Sharita Brand here with Deborah Hunter from Cooking with Honey and Friends. Kevin Farrell is out today, but October is here, and we all know that means it's time to break out the pumpkins. I'm already seeing them lined up outside the grocery stores, and so it's about that time the pumpkin patches. Girl, those pumpkins were out in July. Oh, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> the pumpkin patches and everything is about, is about to happen. And so that's exactly what we're going to be doing on today's show. We'll talk about the secret to picking the best pumpkin for cooking. How do you remove all the seeds? And I have a personal question about that. And how do you bake the perfect pumpkin pie? You can give us a call at 877-MPB-RING to join the conversation. That's 877-672-7464. Let us know what you do with your pumpkins, or you can send an email to food at mpbonline.org. Good morning, Deborah. How are you? Absolutely wonderful. Good morning, sweet girl. I am, first of all, I'm just so stoked to be sitting here with you. You know, Aww. I love Kevin. He's my Monday morning man. But <laughs> well, I, am I am not your Monday morning, Monday morning woman. We're under just no, friends. <laughs> under no circumstances. I mean, I like you, but not like that girl, We're for real. <laughs> so crazy. But listen, anyway, I just want everybody to know that I am so godly proud of you, girl. The state of Mississippi is just blessed to have you. Oh, thank you, Deborah. That's awesome. Well, we're blessed to have you, too, because what I am eating is this pumpkin cheesecake pie. Did I say it right? Or what is it? It's pumpkin cheesecake. And it is delicious. It is delicious. Thank you. I I don't know how familiar I am typically with pumpkin pie, but this just assortment of flavors is more pumpkin-y at the the front of the pie and then toward the end, or the cake, then toward the end, it's more of the cheesecake flavor flavor. So, uh, Talk about this and how you even came up with this idea. Is this common or not? Oh, well, absolutely. You know, with pumpkins, um, Rita, you can do everything from uh, very sweet desserts to very savory dishes. And we're going to talk about some of those. But this morning I brought in this amazing, amazing cheesecake. And, of course, Kevin is not here, and I didn't know that. So I hope he's completely jealous right now because he loves cheesecake. Um, But what we did was simply uh, parade uh, some pumpkin, about a cup, and And um, within that cup of pumpkin, I added in some honey magic and I'll Mm -hmm. give that recipe. It'll be on Facebook later. And we created a basic cheesecake base. I blended the two in together. What's really yummy about this is the crust. And what the crust is, is a combination of almonds, pecans and graham crackers, just a tiny little butter and a drizzle of chocolate. And we pressed that into the bottom of the pan. We layered it with this delicious, creamy cheesecake filling. And right in the center uh, of the cheesecake, Rita, I poured the additional pumpkin cheesecake filling. And then we just kind of gave it a nice little swirl so that it'll have a nice little decadent design. We baked it for an hour and 10 minutes in the oven, Mm -hmm. turned the oven off, and allowed it to sit in the oven for about three to four hours. And then we chilled it. And I mean, it's absolutely a wonderful, wonderful treat. It really is. Uh, it, It tastes absolutely delicious. If um, I was in a restaurant, I'd, I'd definitely order this. Yeah, you should open a restaurant. You should think about that. <laughs> you really should. Wow, wow. Thank you. Should you. think about that. 
Um, so let's talk about how to pick out the perfect pumpkin, because to me, they all look the same. So I, I'm just trying to figure out, uh, is there something you should be looking for as far as if it looks bruised? Uh, is it supposed to be uh, a certain brightness or what? what? What are you looking for? Well, there are a couple of things that you need to be looking for when you're buying the perfect pumpkin. One of them, uh, Rita, believe it or not, is the weightiness of the pumpkin. You want that pumpkin when you to pick it up to actually feel heavy. Mm. You don't want it to feel light and airy because that's a good chance that the fruit on the inside has been bruised and it's starting to deteriorate. The other thing that you want to look for is you want to make sure that it doesn't have soft spots on it. It doesn't matter that, you know, you, it may have some... Um, some scoring on the outside, you know, mm-hmm. that's not the thing that t- to really look for. You want to make sure that there are no soft spots because that means that that pumpkin uh, is damaged and it's going to deteriorate really fast or it's been sitting too long. So those are the main two things that I do. The other thing is you want to make sure that the stem is very sturdy and that it's not drying out, out too much around the top of the stem. You still want okay. some firmness there. Okay. Uh, are pumpkins supposed to be kept at a certain temperature or does it not matter? Well, yeah, you don't want them to get extremely hot. You know, you want to keep them, um, if you, you know, in a, because they're popular during the fall for a reason. Okay. Mm-hmm. So you don't want them to get too hot because that'll cause them to de- deteriorate faster. Okay. But um, when you think about it, um, pumpkins can literally, whether you're using them for decorations, um, they can last for weeks and weeks and weeks at a time. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, did you know that pumpkins were a fruit, by the way? Oh, I don't think I did. Most people think that pumpkins are vegetables, mm-hmm. and but uh, they really are fruit. That, that's always going to be a debate. What's a vegetable and what's not? Uh. <laughs> well, um, yeah, that's always a veg- uh, uh, argument. But if it's got the seeds, mm-hmm. it's a it's a considered to be a fruit. And that's what I want to get into the seeds. Uh, but I'm going to give the number out really quickly. Eight seven seven MPB ring is the number. We're talking about pumpkins this morning, listeners. Let us know what is your fa- favorite pumpkin dish to make. Uh, do you have any tips for picking out a good pumpkin? Any questions or comments you might have? Do you eat pumpkin seeds like me? I'm really curious to hear about that. Eight Eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four is the number, or you can send an email to food at mpbonline.org. Um, so I've carved a pumpkin once, and it was really hard, by the way. It was really hard. But I um, saw on the Internet that you could roast the seeds mm-hmm. from the pumpkin, and I didn't know that. And so we, like, maybe tossed them in a little olive oil and put them in the, in the stove. Uh, so talk about what part of the pumpkin can you eat and what part can't you eat. Well... Basically, the whole pumpkin is usable for something Mm -hmm. from the shell, even the pulp. And of course, you want the meat to use it for your treats, you know, for your uh, savory dishes uh, and your seeds. And the wonderful thing about the pumpkin is it really has a lot of potassium in it. So it has great uh, nutritional value. It's high in vitamin A. It's really good for you. But those seeds are so yummy. Mm -hmm. Such a wonderful treat. And what you'll find is once you um, remove the the top of the pumpkin and you just simply want to have a really good knife or a miniature saw, just depends on how, you know, you know, professional you are and awesome you are about doing those kind of things. And you want to remove the the top once you do that. What you'll realize is once you pull the pumpkin top up, it starts to look like a little alien coming out. Yeah, it does. <laughs> <laughs> because you've got all of this pulp and seeds that are coming out. It's like pulling out its brain or whatever. But once you do that, you want to toss the pulp and the seeds uh, in a uh, colander so that you can rinse. And what you'll find is those seeds will easily float up to the top. So oh. it's not so difficult. You, you, you know, you can pull some of the extra pulp off before you actually rinse. But you want to do that. And you want to rinse it several times. And those seeds will literally just float up to the top. It makes it a little bit easier, you know, to remove them from that. Once you do that, what you have is this wonderful, wonderful um, meat. And normally... Like the pumpkin I had um, this time, normally I get about two cups. I got a little less than two cups because it was a little bit smaller um, this time around. But you can um, normally find pumpkins uh, will weigh anywhere from 13. Uh, and I think the most, um, the heaviest pumpkin on record is almost uh, 1,800 pounds. Oh, <laughs> which is really crazy wow. to me. Can you imagine how many pies we can make with that? Right. 
Yeah, so, but those seeds are really yummy. And once you get the seeds out, you want to pat them dry, toss them in some oil, whether it is uh, olive oil, grapeseed oil is really good, some coconut oil, either one. Then you want to add, whether you want something really sweet or savory, add the flavors that you that you want. I'm laughing at Ezra because I think he just went back for a second, a second piece of piece pie. Of <laughs> Yeah. So, um, but yeah, you can use those um, savory f- flavors if you like something spicy. You want to pop them in the oven if they're really small seeds for about five minutes. If they're the larger seeds, you want to give it about twenty minutes and let them toast up really good. And what you'll have is that little core on the outside, and then you just give it a nice little bite, and you got this wonderful little treat on the inside. They're just That's really cool. I-, I see a recipe for a cinnamon toast pumpkin seed. Oh, girl, you can <laughs> do anything with those pumpkin seeds. I'm serious. You can take the flavors however you want them. And with it being the holidays, you know, everybody's pulling out their nutmeg and all spices. I like cayenne pepper because I like a little bit of heat, you know, on what I'm using. But go ahead and pull those seasonings out that you have in the uh, cabinet already. And uh, you can create, if you want to, take a little maple syrup to create a little glaze on that skin. Oh mm-hmm. my gosh, that's absolutely amazing. Now, I usually get my pumpkin seeds from the grocery store. Uh, so they're just in a bag, kind of like sunflower seeds. And it, like the, the outer shell of the pumpkin seeds are, can be really hard, but I think you can eat the whole thing, right? You don't just have to crack them open like sunflower seeds. I've seen people do that. I always, for me, I'm taking my time trying to do that, but I've seen people just toss them and chew them and, you know. But yeah, they're like, a little tough. They're, they're a lot tough. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but I like them because, like you said, I heard the nutritional value of pumpkin seeds is really, really high. So mm-hmm. I eat them often, uh, pumpkin seeds. And that, that's a new age thing for me because I usually just eat sunflower seeds. But I said, you know what, let me give the pumpkin seeds a try, and I've never looked back. So, Well, you know, the pumpkin um, story has been around since probably uh, the 1500s, uh, Rita. It's a very old story. Um, and so what you'll find is... Um, all kinds of different recipes from all over the world because pumpkins literally grow in every continent. There's not anywhere that pumpkins don't grow. So you get all of these varieties of stories about pumpkins and different dishes depending on uh, where you are in the world. Okay. Well, we're going to talk a little bit more about what you can do with pumpkins uh, recipes. If, if you can't make a pumpkin pie, what are some other things that you can do? You can give us a call at 877-MPB-RING uh, to let us know how you use pumpkins. What do you do? Some recipes you'd like to share. Are you a pumpkin seed fan? Call us at 877-672-7464, or you can send an email to food at mpbonline.org. We do have a few few lines open, folks, so we're looking forward to your calls. 877-MPB-RING. We'll We'll be back in just a moment. Support for MPB comes from C Spire Business Solutions, helping businesses move into the future with next-generation fiber optic internet access. More at 855-C-SPIRE-2. C Spire, customer-inspired. Hey, y'all, I'm Felder Rushing. Ain't it a great day? Now, my truck stands out around town. A garden in the back will do that. You can make your car truck stand out with the new MPB Car Tag. MPB Car Tag. It's a great way to show your support for MPB. Visit mpbonline.org and sign up for yours today. Woohoo! This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand.
And welcome back to Deep South Dining on MPB Think Radio, the show all about the culture of Southern flavor. I'm Sharita Brandt here with Deborah Hunter from Cooking with Honey and Friends. Kevin Farrell is out today. But today we are talking about pumpkins. That's right. You know, it's October. It's time to break out the pumpkins. So we're talking about what's the secret to picking the best pumpkin for cooking. Uh, we just talk, talked a little bit about seeds, and we'll talk more about that throughout the show. How do you bake the perfect pumpkin pie? You can give us a call. We do have some lines open to let us know what are your pumpkin recipes. How do you go about picking out a good pumpkin. If you have any questions or comments, call us at 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464 or email food at mpbonline.org. Okay, we're going to go to the phones. We go first to Frank, who's in Jackson. Good morning, Frank. Well, good morning, Frank. How are you? Good morning to my... I got my two favorite ladies on the phone. <laughs> hey. My goodness. My wife has left the house so I can just let it all hang out. Let oh, no. Oh, oh no. my gosh. I can't take <laughs> it. Sharita <laughs> uh, uh, may not know this, but Miss um, uh, Cook Lady knows that I'm kind of trying to eat do this raw food thing. Okay. And I've noticed something. Uh, when I juice, I have a whole bunch of carrot pulp left over. Carrot pulp <laughs> with uh, celery in it and apples. And I'm saying, what? I'm, I don't like to throw this pulp away, which I've kind of moved towards smoothies. And I started looking for recipes. What can I do with this pulp? And every recipe I went to, you take one cup of pulp, one cup of honey or one cup of sugar, one cup of some kind of nuts, and there you go. So I'm of the opinion you can take one cup of sawdust, like they do at Taco Bell, and put one cup of sugar and one cup of nuts. Oh, my gosh, Frank, you are just awful. That's terrible. I'm going to try that and send it in for for, for my husband to taste. But (laughs) I looked at the pumpkin pie recipe, and it's the same thing. Most of these pies are basically fat and sugar, and the pumpkin is basically a filler that has flavor because of the pumpkin spice that's put in there. had no idea that pumpkin spice is why pumpkin pie tastes like pumpkin pie. Well, that's not why my pumpkin pie tastes like pumpkin pie, Frank. But uh, with the pulp, there are a couple of things that you can do. You know, it, if you, you can double your recipe or you can preserve it by simply freezing it to the next time. There's no need to ever. One of the things that I'm learning from my very friend, uh, dear friend, Nick Wallace, is never throw anything away. Mm. Um, and especially when you're, you know, trying to... Um, you know, go from farm to table. You were trying to keep it fresh and keep it healthy. You want to, You don't want to throw anything away, Frank. So you can always take those products, uh, you know, and pre-cook them, put them in some plastic bags, date them, freeze them till the next time that you use them. So there's no need to ever waste anything. Uh, again, I'm not trying to waste it. I'm just making a comment that uh, most of these recipes, the pumpkin, uh, the banana cream pie, the uh, uh, lemon meringue pie, basically, it's you have a filler, and then you have fat and sugar. And it tastes good. I mean, and it's fat, sugar, and spices. I mean, it all tastes good. But it's amazing how the calories just mount up with all that fat and sugar in all of these recipes. And uh, I'm just looking out for my pre-diabetic people like myself to be very careful about these um these pies and stuff, and, you know, eat to your heart's content, but don't eat to your stomach's content, because if you do that, you're going to be in trouble. But again, cooks do a marvelous job uh, giving us flavor by combining fat, sugar, and a, and, a, and a filler. But I just want to remind my folks out there, don't eat the whole pie. <laughs> well, yeah, Frank, uh, thank you for the call. The last point you made about eating to your heart's content versus your stomach's content, whatever. Um, moderation, <clears throat> I mean... You don't have a pumpkin pie a week, right? <laughs> right? But, you know, I say that all the time, you know, and and the thing that has changed uh, and that the piece that everybody leaves out of the conversation about why we're having a lot of the health issues that we're having now is because we really uh, turned into a society that's um, very sanitary. Most people, when you just go back just a few years and you look that most of us did not own cars, we walked everywhere, mm-hmm. uh, especially in our community. Uh, we were farmers. We were outside. We were in the sun. We were uh, walking our neighbors a piece away home. You know, you found more people on the fishing bank. People were just more active. We did. There was no such thing when I was growing up as, um, you know, exercise classes 
so to speak, that came much later in life when everybody, I mean, because you look at it in the morning times when you're driving to work, there's one person in a car mm-hmm. where we used to walk in groups and, you know, hold hands and have great conversations and be really social. And so there, there's more to it than just the food itself. Mm. I tell people all the time, you have to live your whole life, not just part of it. Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, we're going to go back to the phones. Bonnie is in Bay St. Louis with a comment. Good morning, Bonnie. Hey, good morning, Bonnie. Oh, hi. Hi. Bonnie, the lunch lady at Our Lady Academy in Bay St. Louis. Hey, okay. how uh, are you? Good. I wanted to share a tradition that I carried on when my kids were younger. So dinner in a pumpkin. You get a pumpkin and scrape it out. Then you make a filling of brown ground beef, cooked rice, cream of mushroom soup, some soy sauce, brown sugar, and salt and pepper. Get that cooked and put it inside the pumpkin and actually bake it in the pumpkin for about an hour. When it's done, when you scoop it out, you get some of that cooked pumpkin from the side mixed in with the other filling, and it's delicious. I even took a a permanent marker, and I would draw a jack-o'-lantern face on the outside of the pumpkin. And we did that every year, and both my kids who are grown now have continued that tradition. Uh, sounds like a strange recipe, but it's very good. Actually, it sounds uh, very creative and very interesting. And I've, and I, whether you know it or not, you just gave me an amazing idea. So I really appreciate that phone call. I think it's a great right. I was just thinking that what a great way. And so I, immediately, I was thinking I'm going to try to actually bake a cake inside of a pumpkin shell, and we'll and I'll tell you how that turns out. Oh wow! Oh, that would be great. <laughs> Thank you so much for the call. Hey, thanks, Bonnie. You're we appreciate welcome. it. All right, uh, 877-MPB-RING is the number if you want to join the conversation. This morning we're talking about pumpkins, uh, how to use them in various ways, uh, the, the flesh and the seeds and all that stuff. You can call us, let us know, what are your pumpkin recipes? Uh, do you eat pumpkin seeds? Uh, how do you go about dealing with pumpkins? Call us at 877-MPB-RING. We do have a couple lines open, 877-672-7464, or email food at mpbonline.org. We go next to Barbara. Who's in Picayune? Good morning, Barbara. Good morning, Barbara. Oh, good morning. How are you today? Wonderful. Well. How are you? I'm I'm great. I just the gentleman said that he had leftover pulp. Well, there are various things you could do with that besides freezing it. You could make muffins, adding nuts and raisins, or you could make a pudding, adding some eggs, or you could make a souffle and maybe mm. chop nuts on top. Pumpkin pudding. There, there you go. And, and absolutely right there. That's uh, why the statement was made. Never throw anything away. If it's usable, to use it. Or even it. pancakes. Oh, I, absolutely. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm, I'm going out to get my pumpkin. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Enjoy, Barbara. All Thank right, you. Barbara. Thank you so much for your call. Bye-bye. Bye. Um, I was looking at, I just Googled healthy pumpkin recipes uh, for Frank, and there was some stuff that came up like pumpkin almond butter. That's interesting. That sounds like something you can make. That might be yummy. Um, Let's see here. Pumpkin bread pudding, which sounds really sweet. (laughs) Uh, But, you know, I I imagine that there is a healthier alternative to anything for those people who have, you know, medical conditions and are trying to be cautious. Absolutely. There's there's not anything that you cannot prepare, that you cannot uh, create an alternative for uh, Rita in terms of cooking. You may not want to use sugar. You may want to use honey. You may not even want to use sugar or honey. You may want to use bananas to add the extra sweetness to, uh, you know, whatever it is that you're cooking. So there's always, always those uh, healthy alternatives out there. Uh, but again, moderation is the key to anything. It really is. Yeah, I see something here: a raw, vegan, gluten-free pumpkin pie. And and I'm I'm really that almost sounded like a for- foreign language raw gluten yeah <laughs> gluten. gluten a raw vegan gluten-free pumpkin pie and, and i have to figure out more about gluten and what it means because everybody seems to be on this gluten-free kick these days but i'm not uh, informed on that so i'm gonna have to figure out what gluten is and if it's something i should be worried about uh but maybe that's a conversation we can have off the air uh joe is in ripley with a comment good morning joe what do you have for us hey good morning joe hey how you doing hey how are you Good. I just got a suggestion. Some some people don't really care for the pumpkin taste. There's just something about the taste they don't like. And so what I suggest is 
instead of using a pumpkin, use a butternut squash, and you'll have a, a, a pie that's as good, if not better, than pumpkin without that pumpkin taste to it. But it's an excellent pie. Oh. I think it's an improvement over pumpkin. Um, just use the use squash just like you do the pumpkin. Absolutely. And actually, the, the uh, p- pumpkins and squashes are, you know, like first cousins on every level. But, but um, if you were here this morning, I would assure you that the taste of this pumpkin is um, not the traditional taste. And I think sometimes it's because of what I was saying to Rita, a lot of times people will pair the pumpkin flavor with lemons or something more citrusy, which gives it a... Uh, a different kind of taste, but normally what I would use, um, John, is I try to pair it with something like um, uh, my caramels, white chocolates. It changes the taste altogether, and it gives you a more delicate taste. Uh, and of course, with us being from Mississippi, we're used to sweet potatoes, and yeah. so I actually, um, what I've created has more of a sweet potato taste than it does a pumpkin. Right. Yeah, you know, I love I love the squash though that that butternut squash. Oh, butternut squash good. are yummy. I've got a I've got a little song, a little ditty. My dad used to sing about pumpkin pie. Let's hear it. Tater pie. That's right. For breakfast we had tater pie. For lunch we had tater pie. For supper we had tater pie. <laughs> Go to death on cold tater pie. <laughs> that is awesome, Joe. <laughs> If you've not done an album, you should just the Tater Pie album. Go ahead. You should get with Felder, right? Yeah, I'll play drums. Don't, don't have a good day. I'll sing Thanks, back. Joe. <laughs> we appreciate it. And Jonas can can do some scratching on it. Uh, okay, before we go to the break, we go to uh, John in Philadelphia. Good morning, John. What do you have for us? Good morning. Hey, John, you're going to have to turn your radio off in the background so you can hear us and there won't be an echo. Mm, nothing? Okay. John, I'm going to... Oh, you here? Okay. Okay, I'm here. Yeah, you were calling the other guy, John, too. I think it was Joe. But Yeah, Joe. <laughs> anyway, um, yes, I was in Korea last week, and uh, uh, a person we were working with took us to a restaurant, and they had uh, a pumpkin baked with duck meat on the inside of it and it was very delicious the duck meat looked and tasted like ham i don't know if that was because of the pumpkin or something they did to it but uh i want to try to find that recipe and and make that oh that sounds absolutely yummy so was the dish um spicy was it can you describe the dish to us um not very spicy um but it was all very delicious. The pumpkin uh, was also very delicious. They brought it out whole, and they uh, sort of chopped it into sectors and folded out the pumpkin, and the meat was on the inside. And Oh, wow. And, uh, yeah, it was delicious. That mm. sounds absolutely... So were there any other vegetables added into this dish? There was nothing else on the inside, just, uh, just the uh, chopped-up duck meat. Oh, wow. That's interesting because, to me, duck meat is an acquired taste itself. So to, to have that inside of a pumpkin is a pretty daring combination. It sounds good. <laughs> and, uh, like I said, it tasted like ham, and it had the same color of, of ham, kind of a reddish color like you would get with a ham. So I'm not sure yeah. how that was prepared ahead of time, but I want to try to figure that out because that was very, very good. All right. Sounds good. Well, good thing that you are bold and willing to try anything. So good <laughs> Good job uh, on that, John. Thank you so much for your call, and good luck to you. I hope you can recreate it someday. (laughs) Okay, thank you. All right, thank you. We need to take a quick break. When we get back, we have Darlene and Kent on hold, and we have a couple lines open. We're waiting for your calls. 877-MPB-RING is the number. The topic today, pumpkins. How do you use your pumpkins? What do you do with the pulp and the flesh and all those things? Are you a fan of pumpkin seeds? Let us know your pumpkin recipes, or if you have a pumpkin song you want to sing like Joe, come on, (laughs) give us a call. 877 or email food at mpbonline.org. Once again, that number, 877-MPB-RING. Come talk with us, folks. We'll be back in just a moment. Podcasts of your favorite MPB Think Radio programs are available now. With any podcast app, you can search, subscribe, and never miss a second of MPB Think Radio.
Coming up this morning at 10 on Now You're Talking, we'll recap some of the weekend's top headlines, and also Marshall Ramsey will speak with John Salem, the Assistant Director of the Greater Jackson Arts Council. We'll talk about the mission of the council, its importance to artists, the kinds of grants they offer, and its importance in the community when it comes to leadership and the arts. Be sure to tune in this morning at 10 for Now You're Talking with Marshall Ramsey on MPB Think Radio. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. And welcome back to Deep South Dining on MPB Think Radio. I'm Sharita Brent here with Deborah Hunter from Cookie Cooking with Honey and Friends, not Cookie <laughs> with Honey and Friends. And filling in for Kevin Farrell today, we are talking about pumpkins. October is here, so we're talking about pumpkins, how to pick out a good pumpkin, some pumpkin recipes, pumpkin seeds, what to do with the flesh and pulp of a pumpkin. Call us at 877 MPB Ring with your suggestions. Let us know about your own pumpkin recipes and what you do with all the parts of a pumpkin. 877 6 727464 or email food at mpbonline.org. All right, Deborah, we have an email. After 20 years in Mississippi, the thing I miss the most about being home way up north in the fall is my mom's homemade everything from scratch pumpkin pie. This morning's conversation takes me back there. Thanks for that. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. Yep. Uh, yeah. And the thing that most Southerners take for granted is, um, you know, the sweet potato. And we said that earlier. We really indulge ourselves in that. But if you're up north, what you're probably uh, missing or more comfortable with is definitely pumpkins. Mm-hmm. Uh, I believe it is Illinois is the, I think I'm saying that right, is the pumpkin capital. Oh, really? Yes. All yeah. right. All right. We have some calls to get to. Looks like Darlene is in Mobile with a question. Good morning, Darlene. Hey, Darlene. Good morning. Hello. I love y'all's program. Thank you so Thank much. Thank you. And I love to hear Honey laugh. She's so, <laughs> oh, makes you want to smile. It does. Oh, you are so sweet. Thank you. All right. Um, I know the whole program is on the pumpkin pie, but I want to know about a sweet potato pie, and I heard you just make a reference before I came on about a sweet potato pie. Do you have a good recipe? Well, I know you've got a good recipe. Y'all shouldn't even say that. <laughs> I do have a recipe, but the running joke around here is, and it was, um, matter of fact, I think it was our first show, Rita. My mother would kill me if I ever gave it away. Oh, my. Uh, and it's crazy because literally every time uh, we start talking about sweet potatoes, she says, you know, that's my mother's recipe. I gave it to you. If you give it to anybody, you die. <laughs> I'm afraid of her. I'm serious. It's just. Well, it's give, give, a, give a discount. But, uh, version. So I'll, I'll give you, you know, it's it, one of the secrets to to for me making a great great sweet potato pie is mm-hmm. how you actually treat the potato itself okay. and um, and what a lot of people won't do because sometimes potatoes uh, sweet potatoes can be stringing mm-hmm. is what yeah. you what you want to do is parade that sweet potato until it's actually very creamy before you start to use any of the other ingredients that you add into mm-hmm. it and that eliminates the lumpings and that those things that people may not find comfortable about sweet potato pie. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, it's uh, choosing the right kinds of, of flavors. And a lot of times, again, people will add things like um, citrusy type flavors to their uh, sweet potato Um I choose to go on the other side with my vanillas and caramels and, again, even using um, white chocolates to flavor um, my uh, <laughs> to flavor my sweet potato pie. So those those are a few of the clues that I'll share with you. OK, OK. <laughs> and the other thing is, is to always, always treat your pie crust. A lot of times when people are making pies, they forget that the crust is also a very wonderful part of that pie. And one of the things that I always do, especially if I'm going to buy a store brand pie crust and I'm not making pie crust from scratch, is I'm going to take that pie uh, crust out, let it sit for just a few minutes, and then I'm going to brush on equal amounts of water and butter before I actually pour in uh, my feeling now there's not enough water that it rises it's just brushing on enough so that you open up the pores so once that pie crust is baked it's very very delicate and flaky and you can eat the entire crust without even having feeling in it 
Wow. Well, now, um, well, let's see. You bake? Do you bake it ahead of time? I mean, bake the crust. No, you're gonna you're gonna once you brush on your water and your butter, go ahead and add whatever fillings you're you're adding, whether it's your pumpkin, your sweet potato, your pecan, whatever filling that you're gonna add, and then bake the whole thing together. Okay, is it equal parts of water and butter? Right, and not again, not just you're just brushing a skim yeah. on. You don't want so much of the that the water is you know Doggy. set right. Just brushing on a little bit, just enough to open up that those pores. Oh, okay. Would you brush around the edge also? The whole shell, absolutely. And then if you want to do something extra, just sprinkle a little bit of nutmeg and cinnamon right onto that pie Mm, pie mm, dough. mm. Oh, okay. Ooh, sounds great, doesn't it? You want flavor from beginning to end. All right. All right, I'll give that a try. All right, darling. Thank you so much, darling. Thank you for your call. And uh, everybody in Mississippi is going to hate me, but I am not a fan of sweet potato pie. I know. But... I'll tear up some crust. I'm, I'm telling you, my, my grandmother makes sweet potato pies. Her thing, you know, that's her signature dish. And I remember a couple Christmases, you know, she would leave the pie on the table. She came back and, and the I crust had was gone. all the ends of the crust <laughs> around the pie. But I don't, I don't necessarily like the texture of sweet potato pie. But I'll eat egg pie. I'll eat buttermilk pie. I mean, butter. I'll eat all that. But sweet potato pie is just not my favorite. But I'll eat the crust. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I know. I'm a weirdo. No chocolate, no sweet potato pie. It's, um, I'm I think it was a no chocolate thing that really got me. I yeah. just don't even understand that. Like, what planet could you possibly be I know. from? I just right? wasn't introduced to it as a child. So, um, Okay, lots of calls to get to. We go first to Kent, who's in Mobile, with a comment. Good morning, Kent. Hi, good morning. Hey, good morning. Um, I really enjoy listening to y'all. Uh, a lot of times I'm out running at the time that... Uh, your show comes on, and I get so hungry, I can hardly wait to get <laughs> That'll make you run faster, huh, Kent? Oh, it does. Uh, my wife makes a killer pumpkin soup. Oh, wow. Mm. Do share. And what she does, she uh, uh, gets the meat out of the pumpkin and roasts it in the oven uh, until it starts to break down a little bit. And while that's roasting, she saute up some onion and garlic and up in the in the pan and then um, when the, the pumpkin is is broken down a little bit maybe puree it or mash it on down put all of this in a big pot and she doesn't make a little bit she makes a lot sometimes it takes two pots wow and, and then uh, adds in uh, ginger and turmeric and some cayenne pepper and then for to thin it down, either almond milk or uh, to make it a little creamier or veggie broth. We're, we're vegetarian, so we don't put in, you know, like sour cream and that kind of stuff. So we put in all, all vegetable products, but it makes a really killer soup. That sounds so yummy. And I'm, I got really excited when you started talking about the spices because I'm a spice girl. And uh-huh. Uh, so those things just sounds absolutely amazing. And I like the fact that she's adding the almond milk in because I could when you, when you said that I could see her pouring it in and that really rich, creamy look that it has for mm. this. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. And then put the pumpkin seeds on the top. Oh, wow. Oh, there you okay. go, Rita. There we go. <laughs> yep. My favorite. OK, Kent, that Thank sounds awesome. So Thank you much. so much. It, it's a little different than the sweet, sweet kind of soup. Well, that's that, that's the wonderful thing about pumpkin. It's diverse. It's, yeah. it, like sweet potatoes, you can take it from something really, really sweet to something very savory. So, And I like both sides of that. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks, All right, Ken. Ken. Have a great run. That's right. Thank, <laughs> thank you for your call. Uh, we go next to Brian, who's in Biloxi with a comment. Good morning, Brian. Hi, Brian. Hi. How are you? Fantastic. How are you doing? I'm, I'm very good. What do you have for us? Well, I uh, was calling in today because uh, I just, I don't know, uh, a lot of people are talking about pumpkin pies and, uh, you know, the uh, the preformed uh, graham cracker crust and things like that that, that you can buy. Um, I made a couple of uh, pumpkin pies last night, uh, or a few, actually, just, uh, just to have some extra pumpkin left over. And so what I ended up doing is I used, uh, you know, one of the preformed graham cracker crusts, and that was cool. And that, I thought, you know... If they can do this out of graham crackers, I can do this with other things. So I started crushing up things like uh, Nilla wafers and stuff like that and started making a crust that way. And, uh, and they're really, really good. I took a piece this morning, and, and I, I couldn't believe how, how good the uh, Nilla wafer crust was. 
Oh, mm. absolutely. Vanilla wafers, graham crackers, um, and for me, even using nut-based uh, to create a crust is absolutely wonderful. And I, and I think we shared that at the top of the show. Uh, what I used for the cheesecake that we brought in today, Brian, was uh, some almonds and pecans. I finely chopped those. And then we right. folded those into the finely chopped vanilla wafers or graham crackers, add a little bit of butter in, and then press those in the bottom of your tin. But yeah, you can, it doesn't, you don't have to just stick with graham crackers because it calls for that. But then you can, if you do decide to use graham crackers, you can also add, and I'm always from adding something extra, add a little bit of nutmeg or cinnamon allspice right into that to give it to up the flavor, up your ante a little bit. Yeah, I saw that. Um, I, I saw that uh, some people were doing the uh, Oreo crust as well for pumpkin pie. So I tried that as well. It was uh, not as good as the vanilla wafers, but it was still pretty good. I'm sure it wasn't because it's chocolate. <laughs> so, <laughs> duh. <laughs> All right, Brian, that's a that's a good idea. Uh, sounds really good. I'm telling you, crust is important. Crust matters. Crust matters. Yeah. Crust matters. Hey, I just want to let you know before uh, I get off the air that I, I really enjoy your show. Um, I've been a food writer for about 18 years now, and uh, and I, I write for several publications down in the uh, South Mississippi region, and uh, I really appreciate all your topics that you guys bring up, and, uh, and I, they're always a lot of fun and lighthearted things. So oh, thank Brian. you so much, Brian. Yeah, we need to get you on. We love to hear about some of the you things you You should come and discovered. hang out with us, and I'll cook you something while you're here. Absolutely. That's uh, an incentive, Brian. I've had, some, uh, I've had some amazing culinary adventures, I'll tell you that. <laughs> all right. Well, thank you so much for calling in and listening. We appreciate the, uh, the, the, the congratulations. Thank you, Brian. Thank you. All right, let's see. Josh is in Florence, Alabama, with a question. Good morning, Josh. Hey, Josh. Yes. Hey. How are you? What do you have for us? So um, I heard the guy talking about squash a little earlier on the show. Uh Butternut uh, squash? That's right. I'd recently uh, read this article, and I'm sure, you know, you can Google it, uh, that uh, your canned squash uh, puree, I don't know how you say that. Puree? Terrible. There you go. Is uh, is actually made up of majority of squash versus pumpkin, and so the the F, the Food and Drug Administration or whoever that is is pretty lenient on um, you know what they consider pumpkin, and so even though it says 100 um, percent pumpkin, it's actually a lot of squash in that. So well, um, technically, a pumpkin is a squash. Sure. They're all, that's what I was saying earlier, they're all like cousins and family members. It's like, can you imagine going to their family reunion? You look up and there's a cucumber and there's an eggplant and, you know, mm-hmm. they're like, hey, we related. Right. So they're, <laughs> so they're all family. So, you, so you're right. There's a very thin line there where the, the Food and Drug Administration allows a lot of different companies to, you know, call things something and uh, it may not necessarily be relative. Uh, like recently, there's a very popular uh, sweet potato pie that everybody was going crazy over, and I found out that there's literally no sweet potatoes in the pie. We'll talk about that on the next show. Oh, my. <laughs> I thought that was well, pretty thank okay. you guys so much, and we love what you guys do. <laughs> okay. Thank, thank you. you so much, Josh. We appreciate it. Yep. Okay. Have a great day. Thank you. You too. All right. Uh, this is an email. I won't say this woman's name because she says she's sneaking and sending this email at work. Uh, good morning, ladies, and thanks for a great show. I would call y'all, but I'm at work and I can't. Faithful listener from Mobile. This is a trick I learned at Weight Watchers. Substitute the eggs and oil in a cake mix recipe with a can of pumpkin puree and maybe a tad bit of water. I don't know why fresh pumpkin puree wouldn't work as well. Try it with a spice cake mix. Perfect for this time of year. Oh, and I love pumpkin seeds as well, and I eat the whole seed shell and all. They are an excellent source of iron, by the way. Oh, that's good. Good to know. So Absolutely. Another trick, too, Rita, that people may not be aware of is that pumpkin puree or sweet potato puree make great fillers for, da-da, meatloaf. Oh. Da-da. There you have it. Didn't know that. To create a really nice, moist meatloaf, to simply add in a half a cup of pumpkin puree Mm -hmm. creates a different texture. It keeps that moisture locked in because pumpkins are 90% water. Mm -hmm. So you you get this wonderful base, uh, 
perfect for making burgers. It just changes the whole game altogether. Wow. And so you, now you know my secret. Oh, my God. <laughs> and you mentioned earlier about uh, Illinois being the pumpkin capital of the world. There's a place called Morton, Illinois. Yes. They claim to be the the, um, the capital pumpkin capital of the world. They have a pumpkin festival there. Uh, so there is another place that claims to be the capital as well. But when you Google, Morton comes up the most. So, of course, Google, and I believe, Google is right, right? I believe, <laughs> yes. Um, I believe that uh, it was in Morton that they baked the world's largest pumpkin pie. I could be wrong, but I think that oh. pie was like 3,400 and something pounds or what? something like that. Uh, that yeah. sounds like a death sentence. <laughs> well, can you imagine feeding the whole neighborhood with that, right? Oh, my uh, goodness. Yeah, but they made the uh, World Guinness Book of Records, which oh. I thought was really cool. You know, people are always making these huge, gigantic treats, and yeah. uh, I think that's really, really great that they would do that. All right, well, we're going to take our final break of the hour, 877 877- MPB ring is the number if you want to join the conversation. We've been having a spicy conversation this morning about pumpkins. So you can call us. Let us know if you have a pumpkin recipe you'd like to share. Uh, We'll talk about some other ways to uh, use pumpkins when we get back. But let us know what you do with pumpkins. Do you have any tricks to picking out a good one? Uh, Are you carving one this this season? Call us at 877-672-7464 or email food at mpbonline.org. We'll be back in just a moment. and music is MPB Music Radio. From classical to bluegrass and everything in between, MPB Music Radio has a sound for every ear. For information on where to find MPB Music Radio, visit mpbonline.org. Hi, I'm Sharita Brent, producer of Everyday Tech. Since 2013, we've been the show that helps you solve your tech problems. Now we need your help. We're looking for a new person to co-host Everyday Tech with me. If you or someone you know is tech savvy, vibrant, and loves helping people solve their tech problems, send me an email. It's sharita.brent at mpbonline.org. That's sharita.brent at mpbonline.org. And thanks. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. And welcome back to Deep South Dining on MPB Think Radio. I'm Sharita Brent here with Deborah Hunter of Cooking with Honey and Friends. Today we've been talking about pumpkins. There's still plenty of time for you to join the conversation if you want to talk about your own pumpkin recipes or the ways that you use pumpkins. If you're going to do some carving this season, let us know about the tricks and trades you use with pumpkins. Call us at 877-672-7464. We do have some lines open. It's 877-MPB-RING or send an email to food at mpbonline.com. Org. All right, uh, we have a call to get to. Keith is in Gulfport with a question. Good morning, Keith. Hey, Keith. Hey, how you doing? Fantastic. Right. How are you? Uh, just great. Just wanted to call and check. When you're processing the pumpkins and you get down to the puree or the end product, uh, can you freeze that, and how long can you hold it for? Absolutely can freeze it. Um, and actually, uh, if it's pureed properly, you can keep it in the freezer for anywhere from eight to months to a year. Okay, and finally, as long as you leave the gourd or the pumpkin intact, if you go all the way through the month of October, then once you cut it, you can go ahead and process it. And as long as it looks good on the inside, it's still good to process to eat. Oh, absolutely. Um as long as that uh, on the outside, again, you don't have those really soft, tender spots um, where you can tell that it's just starting to decay. As long as it's still nice and firm and you, when you pick it up, you still that have that heaviness and weight, you're good to go. 
Okay, that's all I needed. Thanks for your help, ladies. Thank all right, you so thank you so much for your call, Keith. We appreciate it. You know, Joe inspired me. I feel I don't know why. Just that song that he sung is just still ringing about in the tater pie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we should we should really get together and collaborate and cre- you know create a, a new album or something. I don't know. I mean, might as well. well <laughs> most of us have talents here. Um, so, Deborah, let's talk about uh, pumpkin beverages. What pumpkin beverages can be made from home? Oh, wow. You can do teas and ciders from pumpkin, uh, and it's just really easy. What you want to do is um, you want to take that pumpkin, that meat, and you just simply want to boil it down. Once you boil it down, you want to strain it. You want to take that. Um, and so now what you have is the the juice from the pumpkin mm-hmm. that's been boiled down in a little bit of water. Strain it out so that you don't get any of the pulp or strings into Uh, your liquid. And then once you do that, you want to set it to the side and then you can add flavorings to it. Uh, Cinnamon, by simply adding cinnamon sticks to it, some peppermints to it, you can add um, a little bit of cayenne to kind of pick up the heat a little bit, a little bit of nutmeg and cinnamon, allspice, uh, even a pinch of curry. It just really depends on, you know, what the taste that you're looking for. Mm -hmm. Pairs really well with uh, citrus uh, like lemons and limes and uh, oranges, really great. You can even take some of those peels and just add it in and actually just let this sit overnight. It creates the most amazing uh, tea to use. That's awesome. I'm looking here at a pumpkin smoothie recipe. Uh, imagine that's pretty healthy. Uh, you use uh, one can of pumpkin puree, two cups of milk, fourth of a cup of brown sugar, two teaspoons of ground cinnamon, and there's your pumpkin smoothie. And if you want to replace the brown sugar with honey, you can, or just simply add a banana to that. Yep. All right. Uh, the final call goes to Joey, who's on the line with a comment. Good morning, Joey. What hey, do you have Joey. for us? How are you ladies doing? Fantastic. Good. Uh, I'll tell you something my grandma used to do when uh, she'd get done doing the pumpkin and getting it all pureed or whatever, mashed up. She'd take seeds and clean them and roast them and hull them out and put them in the puree. It gave it, you know, a little bit of crunch. A nice nutty taste. Yes. And uh, I just thought I'd pass that along. Okay. Thank you so much. I could actually see that when he said that being able to to take those. Now it's a process mm-hmm. because you know, of course, pumpkin shells uh, are very hard to get into. But it's a process. But to be able to do that and to take that nuttiness from the inside and toast it up a little bit and add it into, uh, you know, your parade for your pies, or even be able to use it for. I could see myself like you using it on top of uh, your your roasted chicken or whatever. You know, just give it that extra crunchiness after you've seasoned your bird. I, I could actually see that. All right. Sounds yeah. good. Joey, thank you so much uh, for that call. That was our last call of the day. So, uh, Deborah, any closing thoughts on pumpkins, um, easy ways to use them, any suggestions for folks out there who are getting in, in the pumpkin spirit? <laughs> You're like mom's pumpkin pie. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. That's good. That's very good. Oh, my um, gosh. I say enjoy the holidays. And, of course, decorate those pumpkins and make them wonderful. One of the things that I saw recently was this wonderful trick because, of course, you know, I have this new love for art is to take some crayons and to uh Tack them on top of your pumpkin and then take your blow dryer and let them melt. And it creates these really wonderful whimsical color flows right down the pumpkin. It's absolutely beautiful. Really oh easy to do. That's cool. Well, Deborah, thank you for being on today. Thank and you. thanks to everybody who gave us a call. If you didn't get to call, send an email to food at mpbonline.org. That's going to wrap us up. Remember, our podcasts are now available on all your favorite podcast apps. Subscribe to the Deep South Dining Podcast today, folks. Coming up next, now you're talking with Marshall Ram. This is MPB Think Radio. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. 
To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand.